Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. The Last Great Filter Written by Crumb J.D. Oliver looked around the square one last time, searching for any movement in the long shadows thrown by the setting sun. He didn't see any. That was no great surprise. The planet had already been scanned in every conceivable part of the electromagnetic spectrum for any emission that might indicate intelligent life was active on it. It had been searched for non-natural motion and hotspots. Satellites had broadcast greetings on the departed natives' favorite channels using their most common transmission protocols. Automated probes had been deployed, and they'd searched for changes over time that would indicate someone was eating the aliens' foodstalls or living in their old buildings. No trace of living inhabitants had been found. So, it would be very odd if one of them were to pop out now, just as the last human of the survey crew was pulling out. But Oliver always did this. He always took one last long look around before climbing into the lander for the last time and giving up on another dead world. Ten thousand faces looked back, or rather ten thousand copies of one face. Oliver had no idea what the visage that had been reproduced over and over in the pictures, statues, space reliefs, and iconography of the dead city would have meant to its natives. There was nothing in its expression that a human could read. The species that had once populated this planet had features that, to a human mind, mixed the traits of deep-sea life with something insectile. They had far too many jagged, irregular teeth. Their skulls had been oddly aerodynamic, and their eyes had been large and faceted. Perhaps the countenance they died to replicate was considered beautiful, or ugly, wise, or foolish, funny, or horrifying. The only thing Oliver knew for certain was that it was a meme, he sighed and stepped into the lander. Its airlock sealed automatically, cutting off the view of the dead world. But his mind still ran over the strangeness of it, like a tongue returning to a hole left by a missing tooth. When humanity had moved out into the galaxy, they'd learned that several things were always true of intelligent life. First, it could communicate. Modern theory held that communication triggered the development of intelligence by triggering a feedback loop where communication made intelligence more important, and intelligence made communication more important. Second, the point of communication was always persuasion that made a certain amount of intuitive sense. If a being couldn't change the actions of its fellows by communicating with them, then what was the point of communication? 
These two facts taken together meant that every intelligent race was susceptible to messages that existed for no reason other than to pass themselves on. Forward this email to ten people in ten minutes and you'll come into money. At first, the self-propagating thought is harmless. Thog says to his group of nomadic hunters that everyone knows that Og likes big clubs. It's an in-joke that they've made before, but it doesn't go beyond that. Perhaps the moment of quasi-shared consciousness is even valuable later on, when Og rushes a saber-toothed tiger in part so he can say, You see how handy my big club can be. However, as the number of individuals that can be exposed to the thought climbs, and the rate at which the thought can be spread becomes nearly instantaneous, the situation becomes deadly. A billion... Or two billion, or five billion, or ten billion individuals simply have too much capacity to hack their own brains. With that kind of collected effort focused on coming up with a viral idea, everyone will want to pass it on. It becomes possible to create a perfect mind virus. A single concept evolves that is so capable of taking over an individual brain that they will devote all of their energy to spreading it. And then another race encounters the last great filter, the thing that had killed every intelligent species other than humanity, the meme. The inner airlock door opened and Oliver stepped into the lander. The lander's computers spoke as soon as it detected him. Greetings, Major Vestas. You are scheduled to return to the orbital facility now. Would you like me to plot a course? Yes, and engage once I'm strapped in. Understood. A moment later, the small ship's powerful thrusters kick in and drove Oliver down into the cushion of his seat as the vessel began to fight its way out of the gravity well. Would you like me to project an exterior view of the ship, Major? No thanks, just give me my paperwork. In response, the standard Extinct Species Confirmation Report, ESCR, popped up in front of Oliver. The form was a nasty piece of work, a series of dry checkboxes that essentially said, you made certain that they've all offed themselves, right? Because we'd like to sweep in and pick up anything useful that they left behind. Oliver hated filling it out, but these days it bugged him a lot less than it had after he'd seen his first dead world 20 years before, when he'd entered the Exploration Corps. Back then, he'd been shocked and disgusted that a world could die in such a strange fashion. Now the logic of the memetic great filter seemed implacable and unavoidable. The real question was, why hadn't it killed humanity? Obviously, that question was of interest to everyone. Mankind had multiple worlds, and the average human was connected to half a dozen channels of communication which could reach nearly anyone at nearly any time. That made humanity the most populous and connected species of all time. 
Some faulted worlds had managed the equivalent of the internet. Three had solar colonies, but that was the most advanced any other species got. 5% of all species hadn't made it past the written word and the wheel. They'd been killed by their version of the Gutenberg. Theories abounded, of course. Many people thought humanity had more mental variability than the other races. Some people found self-destructive obsessions, but others couldn't understand them. The neurobiological explanation was that the human mind contained feedback loops that made repeated stimulus less interesting, and perhaps that was a unique feature of our race. Governments behaved as though humanity had just been lucky. Every information network was patrolled by patent-seeking deep learning algorithms, which killed the propagation of any concept that spread too rapidly or too aggressively, and choke points had been deliberately created between worlds. That could make it hard to get up to the second news on the foibles of pop stars, but nobody complained much. At least not after seeing footage of a dead world. Oliver thought the most interesting theory was that mankind had been conquered by a meme long ago. Perhaps family, faith, government, the economy, or friendship was our thing. Proponents of that idea held that we developed a symbiotic relationship with whatever should have doomed us. Still, as interesting as it was, it wasn't the conclusion Oliver had reached through his years in the core. He looked back down at the form and then sighed. He didn't have the mental energy left to deal with it now. The eyes of the image on the world below were still haunting him. They had always been the same. The other parts of the face had changed a bit. Not much, but a bit. But he thought whatever had killed the world had been in those eyes. They didn't change. He swiped the ESCR off of his display and brought up the internet instead. Humans care about eyes, Oliver thought. Could it happen to us? Could we still be filtered? To fight back that worry, he did the thing he found most comforting in the situation. He browsed memes. Or, at least, he browsed what people insisted on calling memes. In Oliver's opinion, there was nothing but dopey in jokes that seldom approached interesting, let alone self-destroying obsession. Worse, or perhaps better, if any given meme got popular enough to trip a lockdown, or appear outside the cutting-edge meme sites, most memers would declare it normify and abandon it for a different dopey in-joke. It was a strange sort of comfort, Oliver thought, but it was comforting. Human O.C. sucked. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely.
I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.